Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hi, I'm Colin Hung with Healthcare IT Today, and I'm getting ready to sit down and talk about interoperability. Now, I know what you're thinking. Interoperability, haven't we been talking about this for years? I mean, shouldn't we have already solved it already? And the answer is, yeah, we probably should have. <laughs> but there's a lot of challenges and a lot of complexity and a lot of legacy that we have to get through. So I'm excited today to be sitting down with John Nebergal, Senior Vice President and General Manager at J2 Cloud Services and future COO of Consensus Cloud Solutions, a new organization that enables better care coordination through interoperability, connectivity, and compliance. John, thanks for sitting down with me and welcome to the program. Colin, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So, interoperability, let's dive right in. Okay. As, as you heard me mention in just that opening, we've been talking about this for a long time and healthcare has been struggling with it for decades. Yeah. How big is this problem today and why haven't we been able to solve it? Well, the, the problem is still huge. I mean, the um, impediment to care, um, given the challenges around interoperability, is uh, definitely something that, that needs to be overcome. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a lot of that problem stems from the kind of constant forward movement of the technology stack that makes it very difficult for people to keep up and to ensure that they can communicate with each other. It's uh, a long tail. So part of the problem, it sounds like, is that we keep changing the technology. We keep changing the goalposts. What would have worked years ago, we're replacing that technology as we go along. So the, the amount of work and the latest technologies that we're putting in place are actually exacerbating the problem in some way. Right, thinking about the technology that's going into play as being something that's also backward compatible mm. doesn't seem to be uh, entering the conversation at all. And, and I think more, most importantly, you're leaving people behind who can't afford or don't have the technical aptitude to keep up with the pace of uh, change, especially in technology. That's a good point, actually. We never really think about designing things for backwards compatibility in healthcare. As you just said, it's not something that I've ever heard a product designer ever talk about when, when talking about an EHR or other applications like that. Right, and, and as the standards keep moving forward, uh, folks on the older standards wind up falling out of the ability to um, you know, successfully communicate with the um, kind of leading edge of the, the revolution, if you will. And you know, that kind of thing needs to be addressed in order for it to be inclusive. It's got to be a big tent. So let me ask you this question. For many healthcare organizations, moving towards a more interoperable workflow means having a digital framework, if you will. Mm -hmm. So what challenges have you or your clients encountered when it comes to getting this framework in place? Well, you know, working within the digital framework is really the key. Yeah, the the um, particular architecture that the individual HCO or um, you know healthcare unit wants to put in place is really their call. Mm. The question is, can we live within that ecosystem, and and are we able to deliver what we need to deliver? We've been pretty successful at being able to do that, and in fact, we've been able to do that with a technology that some people think is sort of old and crusty and doesn't really account for anything anymore. But to tell you the truth. It's tried, it's true, it's uh, reliable, it's trusted, and economically, it uh, has a lot of advantages. So let's talk about that, because that's something that I've always been uh, impressed with in terms of consensus and the, the work you guys do. You're taking uh, a, a legacy technology, let's call it, FACS, 
which I think was the original, I would say it's the original interoperability technology because it is universally adopted, it works. I mean, it's not if super efficient in the old way of using a fax machine, but you're in, you've incorporated that into your interoperability solutions. Yeah, when you think of this as, as digital cloud fax technology is what we're applying here, and the, the fax protocol is extremely secure. Um, the reason it's been used for so long and is still in use is because it is very difficult for information that is faxed from point A to point B to be intercepted in transit. Now, when you get to the other end and there's a piece of paper, things start to get a little bit more difficult, and that's really the, the concept that we try to make sure that we can, we can solve for. Our um, digital cloud fax technology is completely paperless. It's fully electronic. It is digital, right in its name, <laughs> and um, you know, highly secure, and, and it's that same reliable um, fax protocol that people are used to using. I think that's the key. I'm gonna, you use the words fax protocol, and I think that's the biggest difference. When we say fax, everyone dreams up that fax machine with the paper yeah. spewing out of it. But what you're talking about is using the protocol of fax, and it's paperless on either side. It's just the mechanism to deliver the information. Yeah, it is paperless on both sides, and, and in, in many ways it's superior to email. But I'll also say that there's a, a, a particular kind of workflow that fax excels at, and that is when there is paper. Yeah. Um, so the difficulty is, and, and I'm sure we've all had the experience at the doctor's office, that at some point there's a piece of paper involved. As soon as that paper appears, fax is the superior workflow. The issue is, how can I get this piece of paper either keyed into a computer so I can send it via some sort of uh, digital protocol, or can I just walk over the machine, press the button, and have it get sent to where I need it to go? The easier workflow is obviously the second one. The question is, when a fax gets to where it's going, how is it rendered? How is it delivered at the other end. If it's delivered into a fax machine, that's where you wind up with the, the difficulty and in, in sort of bogs down other workflows on the receiving end. You can receive it as an electronic file, it's a different ballgame. And how have people adapted to using fax protocol? I mean, has it been pretty seamless to move from also a legacy fax to this and then also incorporating this fax protocol into, you know, into their standard workflows? Yeah, you know, the, the um, Replacing your fax machine with a digital cloud fax solution, you keep your fax number. You still receive faxes over that same number. You send them with the same number as the sending number. So all of that stays the same. The advantage here, though, is that you eliminate the paper, introduce electronic workflows, and create an atmosphere that um, feels comfortable even though you're moving forward. It's an incremental step forward, but it really is an important step because eliminating the paper goes a long way to making everything much more efficient in the office. I love it. I love it. So let's, let's change now. We've spoken about fax, which uh, again is, is, a, is an older technology, I'll put it that way. Let's go all the way to the other side and talk about natural language processing, NLP, artificial intelligence, with all the data that healthcare is producing every day, terabytes of data, these two technologies seem to be two that we're going to definitely need going forward. Is that, would you agree with that? Well, it's absolutely true. And in fact, um, you can, you don't necessarily separate facts in the discussion. The, the application of natural language processing to a fax begins to open the door to taking a fax, which is generally a flat file, uh, an image, if you will, um, but 
um, natural language processing allows you to take that, put it in its component parts, and actually turn it into um, discrete data that can be consumed by an EHR in a way just like it would an HL7 message. Interesting. And, and do you think, so I, I, let me put it this way, would these technologies in your mind be more in the background then? They just sort of are there and they're doing the processing and, and hopefully the end user doesn't even know that it's, it's sitting there? Yeah, you know, um, I, I heard a saying once that said, um, superior technology is indistinguishable from magic. <laughs> and, and I think from, from the point of view of the user, that's what you want it to be, that um, you're able to do what you need to do and get what you need to get without having to worry about the technology that's going on in the background. Let that all happen behind the, uh, the, the curtain. What we want to be able to do is, in fact, send a fax on one side, deliver an HL7 message on the other, and have the whole thing be seamless. It's almost like you're being that universal translator, right? Between all these different protocols and all these different technologies. Right, and, and we kind of think of it as, as exactly that. We, we want to have a platform that's going to be agnostic uh, to the kind of protocol that you use. If you're using direct, HL7, Firefax, it doesn't matter. I can uh, accept a message in any of those protocols. And then on the receiving end, you get your choice. How do you want it delivered to you? And I can, I can apply my technology like magic so it comes in one way, goes out another, both ends are happy. Now, I gotta ask you this as a marketer. Earlier this year, J2 announced plans to separate into two publicly traded companies, J2 and Consensus Cloud Solutions. With Consensus, the, the Consensus part of the business focusing on the healthcare sector. We wrote about this brand separation on hitmic.com, which is a sister site of ours. Mm -hmm. But can you tell us how Consensus is poised to address the interoperability challenges that continue to be in healthcare and, and generally what direction that part of the business is going to take? Yeah, when we spin off of J2, which is expected sometime in the third quarter, um, you know, we will have the capability of ha being exactly that platform. So while our roots are in facts, and certainly facts is still ubiquitous in healthcare, our um, forward-thinking uh, technology approach is to be that platform that it lives in the cloud, can be that um, transformation layer for any kind of secure document, to be able to get it from point A to point B and have both sides of that transaction happy with how that um, um, how it goes. They can send it as they want it, receive it as they want it, and we can be the delivery system in the middle. So let's talk a little bit more about that future view. What's got you excited in, as you look on the horizon in the next six to 12 months? Is there a technology? Is there a development? Is there a policy that you're excited about? Well, you know, there's, there's always policy, and, and certainly with a new administration, uh, there's no lack of, of uh, conversation about which way the, the mandates, which way the guidance is going to go to, to help drive more and more interoperability. We like to think of ourselves as being um, in a position where no matter which kind of um, guidance comes out of ONC CMS, that we'll be capable of being able to deliver inside of that. So we've uh, made sure that we've invested in the right kinds of technologies, um, developed the right kinds of partnerships, and created the right kind of platform to, to really be able to support any direction that, that ONC wants to go. So, since we're on the topic of policy, I have to ask you this question. Info blocking, I mean, in 2020, this was going to be big news and then the pandemic hit. What's your view on this whole info blocking thing? Was it, is it a hammer? Is it just something that, that was implemented because you know, they were trying to push people there? Or you know what, 
was this something that it's such an easy hurdle, people are already overcoming it and it doesn't really happen? You, you know, it was introduced with a little bit of the hammer um, kind of approach. I, I, I remember back in the day uh, when uh, meaningful use came in, mm. into vogue. I mean, it was, that was, was a bit of a ha uh, carrot, a bit of a stick. Right. Uh, this seems to be lacking the carrot. Um, <laughs> it, it seems to be all stick. Uh, and not, not to say it's not important. It's absolutely vital that um, this rule go into place and that people conform to this rule. Um, I think that what starts to become interesting is as you get towards 2024, when um, you know, the information blocking rule becomes more specific, meaning that, that they're really looking at that point for um, structured data, not just unstructured data, mm -hmm. um, then you start to be able to, to think about the kinds of technologies you bring into the forefront, especially with NLP, which has the ability to make that conversion uh, coming to the fore. Amazing. Amazing. We've covered a lot of ground here today, and I really want to thank you for being here, but let me ask you this final question. Where can people find more information about J2 or cons and consensus? Well, um, Consensus is uh, on, the, on the World Wide Web at uh, www.consensus.com. Uh, we have our full suite of solutions there, and you can also find us right here at Hims. Awesome. And J2? Uh, J2 Global is um, a, uh, it's a bit of a holding company, but you can see them at j2global.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Colin. I appreciate being here. This has been Colin Hung for Healthcare IT Today.